this is, for me, the most important sermon series that we do through the year. In fact, uh, when, you, when you look in our sermon series archives, and I know you all kind of study that all the time, but when you, when you, <laughs> when you do, they'll just, they'll just flow through chronologically, but this one will be a reference point for uh, anyone who wants to know who we are. So these next five weeks, well, six weeks, because Mother's Day is a break in the middle of that, but these are DNA sermons. I'm going to preach all of them. Um, because I want to do that. <laughs> this is who we are um, as disciples of Christ. And look, one of the reasons for this, if I can just be candid for a minute, is we've had a rough time um, as a church family over the last 18 months or so. And, um, and other issues, like we, you know when you do a building program, it just kind of takes over a lot of stuff. And so focus on the, on the welcome renovation, which, thank you, it's like it's done, nearly. Um, a few things to tidy up in here, but um, thank you for everyone again. It was brilliant. And also we had some issues around, you know, uh, controversy around introducing women in leadership, and that kind of derails focus about who we are and what we're doing. And so that's why we've waited until now to be able to come back to you and go, remember who we are. This is who we are. As a church family, we're family, and this is who we are. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. It's easy in church life to get caught up in in things that they're important, but they're not the most important. So you feel good about your church when? What when the music's good? I mean, it's good when the music's good. It's not good when the music's not good. <laughs> uh, when you when you're encouraged to worship, that's good. Um, but if, if it feels all right, you know, if I like it, if I come here and it feels like church to me, then it's a good church. If there's lots of people here, if it's full, wow, you know, wasn't wasn't a great service this morning because house was packed, that kind of thing. Or, or if the preaching's engaging, I really like the way that preacher preaches or those preachers preach. Or if there's stuff for my kids, or you know, all this activity happening. We've got kids and we've got playgroups and we've got Alpha and we've got all this stuff, um, and it's busy. You know, there's all these kind of. Um, there's these measures that happen inside of us that we don't even recognize, but we're kind of measuring, is this a good place to be? And I want to just bring us back to, you know what matters? You know the only thing that matters is that we make disciples. People who follow Jesus and disciples who make disciples, that we make disciple makers. Um, Jesus, Jesus said, um, here's your big great commission, as you, as you go... Make disciples. This is how. Teach them. I'll baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you, which includes this command, make disciples. So that is the thing. And to help us focus on the thing, we've got these DNA markers that we'll be people who are, first and foremost, pursuing God. And that we'd be people who are loving the family. And that we'd be people who are growing in generosity. And that we'd be people who give our best to the body. And we'd be people who live and share the gospel. And for this, for this series and just for this season, I've got these tags underneath these that I'm going to focus on as we go through this series. That people who pursue God pray all the time. And, and people who love the family include others instinctively. And people who grow in generosity look to bless others. Frequently, and people who give their best to the body serve joyfully, and people who live and share the gospel act in faith. So I'll unpack those as we go through this series. For today, 
we're doing pursuing God. So if you open your Bibles, we're starting in Psalm 1. Psalm chapter 1. I know this is one of Pete Moody's... Um, I know he likes this scripture because he's written a song about it. And, um, and he's talked to us about this before. It's, a, it's an awesome picture here. I'll read it to you. Psalm 1, starting at verse 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. Meditating on it day and night, they're like, they're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So the joys, the joys that flow to and through the person who delights to reflect on what God says all the time. Joy for the one who doesn't follow the advice of the wicked or conform with sinners or join in with mockers. Instead, I just, I just want to think about what God says. I want to keep that in the front of my mind. I love what God says. I want to reflect on that. Joy. Joy to that person, the psalmist says. That person is like a tree planted by a stream. And they're fruitful. Um, you know, being productive in their ministry, in their life, in their relationships. And they're durable because their leaves stay green even in the dry seasons and the scorching hot winds and the droughts. And they don't wither. And they're prosperous in multiplying results of eternal value. That person has joy because they delight in reflecting on the things that God says day and night. The key here is delight. Um, Willow Creek, I've told you this before, I think they did a reveal study, like thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of Christians, and they wanted to measure maturity. What makes somebody be a disciple? What, what grows someone in faith? And they measured all sorts of things that way. And the only significant finding they found in that whole study that was consistently reproducible was uh, people who grow have to reflect on the Word of God regularly in their own space, in their own time. Um, people who do that, um, it's not that everyone who does that grows, but nobody who grows doesn't do that. That was their fine. That made sense? Which is not surprising because the psalmists already knew that. Uh, but the key is delight. Um, let me ask you this. How many times have you started a Bible reading plan? <laughs> You know, God, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to get into the Word of God, and I'm going to—I'm just going to—I'm going to read, and I'm going to do it every morning. I'm going to get up at six. Um, we treat it like like a, um, exercise or what uh, some other distasteful thing, you know, in your life. I'm just going to—I'm going to do it this time, and and then it kind of wanes, and it wanes because we don't want to. It's not the delight of our heart. It's not the delight of my heart uh, either a lot of the times. And, you know, some, sometimes people, they wouldn't say, oh, delight, and, but I do it every day. I do it every day. And you go, yeah, I'm not sure that's healthy. <laughs> really? Like, if, if you don't want to, and there's no joy, and you just do it, what's that going to breed in you? Like, you're just going to get conceited. And you're going to think, I did that. 
and you're going to feel a little bit self-righteous, maybe, this is the risk. And you're going to pound on others who don't have the habit that you've forged and formed. Because we're delighting in God, who is gracious and, and grace-filled and beautiful. So the key is uh, delight. So what if I don't delight? In the Word of God, and I kind of, I can tell that because when I get space, my heart defaults to all sorts of other things. Um, uh, mine does. I want to relax. I want to watch TV. I want to scroll through social media. Some of us we just want to play video games or talk on the phone or read the newspaper, whatever, wherever else our heart takes us. Why is that? Do we, we miss the delight genes? You know, when we got saved, did God dump delight on some of us for the Word of God and, and miss others? No, discipleship is the process, by definition, is the process of God changing the things that we want, changing our desires. So that we didn't used to want the things of God, but now we do. So that their hearts shift to instinctively desire the kingdom of God and the things that he wants for us. So if you don't delight in the word of God or in wanting to reflect on the things that God says, um, just take heart because not many of us do. But God wants to take us to a place where we do because he loves us and he wants us to experience, oh, the joys of those who reflect on what God says day and night. So how? How do we build our delight in what God says? Now, Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5. So you can turn there, 1 Thessalonians 5. It's a similar thought process to Psalm 1. Um, So this is Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing to a New Testament church. He says this, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those... From verse 14. Brothers and sisters, we urge you... To warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that's said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. What he's describing here is a very fruit-bearing kind of life. Yeah? Disciples of Jesus are like trees planted by a stream. That when the behavior of others should and could drain us, like when others are lazy or unruly, or, or when people are timid and reluctant and withdrawn and afraid and standing away from community, or when people are weak or sick or difficult, or when people behave in damaging ways that are downright evil, all these things can sap us, deplete us, and, and blow our leaves like dry winds. But in the face of all this, disciples are fruitful, we're warning, we're encouraging, we're tenderly caring, we're doing good to everyone, we're being patient with everyone. There's a little Bible verse for you right there, be patient with everyone. How? 
Well, first this, verse 16. Always be joyful. Which sounds like delight, doesn't it? Always be joyful. Not joyful because we encounter laziness, weakness, reluctance and evil. What's the source of our joy? Verse 17. Never stop praying. Um, some people say, I find it really hard to memorize the Bible. Because it's hard to reflect on the Word of God all day and night if you don't know any of it. <laughs> but, um, so it's good to memorize bits, and if you can, chunks of Scripture so that you can recall it when, you know, through the day. Um, but even if you can't remember the Bible, you can remember this verse. Never stop praying. Close your eyes and say the verse out loud. There you go, you got it. Beautiful. Never stop praying. What does it mean? You go, that's ridiculous. Pray without ceasing, it says in some translations. How can you never stop praying? Like sometimes you're talking to other people, sometimes you're asleep, for goodness sake. Do you have to pray while you're having your shower? Like how does this all work? Well, let me just give you three um, things that I think it means. It means a whole bunch of stuff, but... Paul first is describing a general spirit of dependence. That is, our position before God is that He's God, and we are beholden to Him. We are, we are His. You know, like we were just saying before, I am a child of God. Yes, I am. That is the defining mark of our identity. Before I am anything else, that is who I am. And so I live in reference to my Father in heaven. All that I do is in reference to my Father. In heaven, That is the position of my heart and my life. And in that way, I never stop praying because I'm in that connection with God. I'm in that relationship with God. When we say praying here too, I'm not just saying when you go, Dear God, can you please do this and this and this and this? Like, I'm not talking about your list. I'm not talking about just when we're petitioning God. I'm talking about our relationship with God. Paul's talking about our connection with God. Don't, don't cease that understanding of who you are. You're a child of God and um, you live in Him, uh, through Him, for Him. Uh, that's who we are. In the second sense, he means uh, never stop praying because some of us have stopped praying. I talk to people who come to church sometimes and they say, the only time I, I ever kind of open and reflect on the Word of God or pray is, is here. And through the week, I, I don't, you know... I'm busy. I don't really get a chance to do that. And this is what Paul's addressing here. Don't stop. I never stop praying. You know, your, your connection with God, your, your relational connection with God, your, that kind of like God's in the front of my mind and I'm, and I'm aware of him and I'm, I'm chatting to him um, through this day. He's, I'm conscious of the presence of God in my life. I know that I host God's presence as I go about my day. Um, Paul says, don't stop. Never stop. Um, if you've stopped, let me encourage you, just get started again. It's just, it's just look up. Okay, God, I'm back. Can I talk to you again? He's like, welcome home. Let's go. Never stop. But really, I think what Paul's saying is, um, never stop praying. That is repeatedly and often. Because, of course, you're doing other things. And so you can't always be actually 
conscious of a conversation with God. But repeatedly and often, it's like it's the same word he uses in Romans 1 9, where he says to the Romans, I pray for you unceasingly. Well, clearly, he doesn't mean I don't do anything else in my life. He's just talking about you're at the front of my mind and I'm mentioning you to God frequently and often. So if we want to be disciples of Jesus, um, then we pray all the time. Disciples pray all the time. Repeatedly and often. With God in the front of my mind, you know, not the back. When I'm at work, when I'm driving, when I'm parenting, in my alone time, God's in the front of my mind. I pray all the time. Uh, when I was in that, oh, this is recorded, so I'm not going to mention the country, but you know where I just went recently? The, the first call for the disciples there. All right, you guys, we've trained you to be disciples. So will you, and there was all these affirmations for will you do these things. The first one, will you never stop praying? Yes. Yeah. Will you pray all the time? Yes. It's like the, the, the initial, definitive, important mark of a disciple that we pray all the time that we're in connection with god all the time that we're reflecting on the things that god says um frequently and often day and night disciples pray all the time and this increases our desire Uh, so if you're into quilting i know the word (laughs) Uh, and you're talking about it with your friends and you go to your quilting group or whatever and you come home and there's a quilting magazine. No one has to discipline you to pick up the quilting magazine to open it up, right? You're interested because you're into it. Um, like I'm into soccer at the moment and so I'm waking up in the morning. You know what I do first thing? How did I go last night? Because it's you know, European time. It wasn't a good morning for me this morning. But why, why do I do that? Nobody has to tell me you have to check it because I'm into it. I was in the front of my mind that way. You know when the Bible feels like it's, it's a wrench away from your life? You ever feel like that? When you go, I'm doing, do, oh, I should do, I should, I, I know I should. It's like an agreed value in your head. But it feels like, a, oh, I'm going to wrench myself away from my life and, and discipline myself to do this. Like, there's no delight there. But if you're into God... Like if you're into God, what's he saying? It's not, it's not anywhere near as hard. Our delight is built by what we choose to think about. Um, it's a, it's a, um, I've got that later. I don't want to mess up Sarah's my slide, so I'll leave it there. I'll come back to that with about, about the, um, Decision, desire, kind of spiral. Okay, first I want to get to measurement. We want to pursue God. Disciples pray all the time. How do we know? What are the markers? What are the, what are the ways that we can say, look at us, we have, we have actually grown in our discipleship? Because if we don't count that, we're only going to count the things that we normally count, which is do we come to church and do we know the right words to say and can I quote Scripture, I don't know, whatever the measures are for your own thing. So we need a way to measure. 
am, am I praying all the time? And have I, have I increased in that behavior that I have? The problem with this whole sphere is if you set behaviors, then you, you're legalistic. So if I go, I want, you know, all of us have got to get up and we've got to read this thing and we've got to, this is what a disciple is, then it's legalistic because we don't pursue that, we pursue God. Um, so I want to use this action reflection measure for through this whole series. Here's how it goes. I'm going hard after God. Disciples pray all the time. So I'm conscious of God. God's in the front of my mind. And I'm trying to think about the things God says in the context of all that I do in my work, in my family, in my home, with my friends, in my spare time. And then I look back across my day and I, and I reflect. How often, how often did that uh, consciousness of God shift my behavior? When did prayer in the moment shift my actions? Today. You understand that? So I get to the end of the day and I think that. Um, so I've had a crack at this for the last few days leading into this. And it's really helpful. Because more than anything else in this whole world, I want to be a disciple. More than I want to be a pastor, more than I want to be a husband, more than I want to be a father, more than I want to be a friend, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And I want you to be too. And I think we need to ask ourselves this question because disciples pray all the time. When did prayer in the moment shift my actions today? And I'm going to give you something to maybe help. Um, so I put this spiral up. Because, I mean, we know this, don't we? A discipline is necessary because if we just went, I'm just going to wait till I feel like it, we'd just never get anything done. But discipline on its own is onerous and unhelpful to our hearts. It's a discipline. Here's, here's how I think about it. Anyway, maybe this helps you. I'm going to put something in place. I'm going to use the smart part of me to help the dumb part of me. I'm going to put something in place to remind me what brings me joy. Okay? So it's not that I have to do it to earn anything. It's that when I encounter that kind of thing, I go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what brings me joy. Uh, It's a decision-desire spiral, if you like. The more I do it, the more I want it. And the more I want it, the more I do it. And so disciplines help us that way. Uh, so here's what, I've, here's what I want to set up for us, if you want to participate in this. Through May, through the month of May, starts in a few days. It has 31 days. There are 31 Proverbs. Proverbs are a, a beautiful way to start a day because there's just lots of wisdom. And you, grab, um, you only have to grab one or two statements and that will inform you of some of the wisdom of God um, through the day anyway. So I've, got, I've set this Facebook group up. Um, and I'm going to try this. If you, if you let me know you want to be in this, then I'll include you in that group. And through May, if, if something sticks out for you as you're reading, so May 1, you read Proverbs 1. May 2, you read Proverbs 2. If you don't do anything until May 10, don't read the first nine, just read Proverbs 10. And have a look at what other people are kind of discovering um, or enjoying in that space. If you've got any questions about, if you don't understand it, then it gives you a chance to throw them up too, and I'm happy to dialogue with you over those questions. So you let me know you want to be in this. We're going to pursue God together. We're going to put this little reminder in 
to, to help us remember what brings us joy. And, um, and I'll interact with you in that group um, through May, through Proverbs, as we go through this series. Uh, so that, if that helps, um, then that'll be a good thing. All right, let's remind ourselves who we are as disciples of Christ. Disciples are people who pray all the time, include others, look to bless others, serve joyfully and act in faith. And it starts with and depends on pursuing God because disciples are people who pray all the time. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, more than we want anything else here, we want you. And we recognize that more important than anything else here is that we follow you. And we know, Jesus, that, that um, bigger and better than any buildings or programs or sermons or music or, or service or um, anything that we do here, bigger and better, is that people would know you and grow in their walk with you, know you better and better, grow more and more. God, we want to be about the things that you care about here. We want to make disciples. And we pray that you would help us, each one of us, this week to just take a step up in praying all the time. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.